0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Yo, what's good? Friday night, Lucky Lucky Podcast, left out in Arizona. He'll be tapping in in a moment. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey dot com. that premium American whiskey dot com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. You have to do it responsibly. You know, Lef and I, we were talking after the official news came down around 2 o'clock Central Time, maybe a little bit earlier than that, that Tommy Reese had taken the offensive coordinator position at Alabama. And, you know, we both were talking, and we pretty much felt like, you know what, we said what we had to say, right? Yesterday during the show when the news broke that he was being interviewed, I was very clear. I said 80% right now that Tommy Reese is gone. It It was an easy read for me. It was an easy read for me. And those of you that might say, well, man, you know, he played for Notre Dame. And, you know, he didn't leave for LSU or Brian Kelly. And, you know, he told the players this and he told the players that. Yeah, after he told the players that, it was just months later that he was flirting with Miami. And it was in that moment that I was like, okay, as Eric Hansen wrote on today, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. This, this, look, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. And that's absolutely what he did in flirting with that Miami situation. And it wasn't so much what he did, the reports. It was the reaction from Marcus Freeman that let me know everything that I needed to know about the situation. I wasn't even Tommy. It was Marcus Freeman's reaction in speaking to the meat to the media when he said, yo, I have to go down to the office and say, yo, do you want to be here? Is this where you want to be? So and all of that. We knew that overtures would come. Maybe most of us didn't expect overtures to come after a nine and four season, after no fault of his own, after having to deal with Drew Pine due to the injury to Tyler Buckner. Nine and four season.
3: But the overtures came. Plenty of
1: reports around Tuscaloosa about NFL guys, grub out in Washington. And possibly other people that actually were on campus and actually interviewed in the past four or five days, but never were offered the job. Tommy Reese, he goes down to Tuscaloosa on yesterday and he comes away with the offer. But I knew yesterday this is 80
3: percent done. It's a wrap.
1: Why wouldn't he? And as much as Irish fans might feel a certain way about what has transpired,
3: it drove myself and Malik to say,
1: you know what, we've said enough. We really have. We spoke on this last year. Malik spoke his piece today. It's time for you all to give your voice to this situation. How do you
3: feel about this situation? So we're going to put the link
1: in the chat and we're going to let you join us today to find out how you feel about Tommy Reese leaving Notre Dame to take the offensive coordinator position at the University of Alabama. Should be very interesting. I'm very much interested in hearing What LL Nation and Notre Dame fans have to say about the situation. So there's a link right there in the chat. How are you feeling? Vent right now. This is your moment, Irish fans. Come on, vent. Tell us how you feel. Tell us what you think should be done next. Who should Marcus Freeman go after? Who's on your short
3: list? Let us know.
1: One of the things I would like to point out, and I, I think a lot of fans are, and we have one on hold, and we're going to let Juan jump in in a minute, but I think a lot of fans are conflicted for multiple reasons, and I get it. Like I've been on social media all day, and I get it. Um I really do. And we're going to talk it out with you tonight. We're going to talk it out with you tonight. Juan, welcome to the Lucky oh, Left Podcast. SD. What's good, you, my brother? I can't hear you, brother.
4: I can't hear you on my phone.
1: You can't hear me? Try and come back in. Should I leave and come back? Roger, you there? Yeah, well, what's up, man? How you feeling, I, man? Man, I'm hey, I'm rejoicing over here. Okay, well, why why are you in the, such a great mood? Well, because I didn't think Tommy was the guy from jump. You okay. know,
5: I I thought that our offense, I I think the wide receivers are really decent already. They just didn't get opportunities, and um and i just think tommy was just he was just so hell bent on making michael mayer that guy I'm not saying that he's not but you know when you don't incorporate the wide receivers and you just constantly going to one guy it's kind of hard for somebody to shine in that offense so i just want somebody mm-hmm. in that will make make it a, a an uh, offense to where everybody's incorporated at all times, where we're a balanced offense, not just going to the tight end and not just running the ball, but going deep, you know, to to basically make the make everything better. Because you go deep, you make people back up, and and once they do that, then the running game just take. You know what I'm saying? You keep them off balance.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. What do you think? I mean, I I know you mentioned that the wide receivers didn't get a chance, but with the limitations because of the quarterback situation, I mean, how much could you really put or lay at the feet of uh, Tommy Reese as far as blame? Well, see, I
5: I hear that in the chat all the time. Mm. And my thing is this. You scheme for Michael Mayer. Like you, mm. you made plays for him. You put them in situations. You was throwing them screens, you was throwing them little out routes. So you made situations for him to be successful. Mm. And 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 I think you could do that with Lorenzo Styles, with Tobias Merriweather, Dion Cosy, Jay Jaden Thomas, you know, all those guys, man. I think they're more than capable of becoming very productive if they're they're targeted regularly. You know, okay. I mean me playing sports myself, I know that once you don't get incorporated in that offense like Lorenzo Styles, yeah. then when they do come to you and you you don't you're not on your Ps and Q's, it's just downhill from there, man. Like his his whole mindset was downhill from there from when, you know, he wasn't getting targeted. And then, you know, of course Drew Pond came in.
1: Yeah. But I, thought, I thought Drew would do better than what he did, though. I think a lot of people expected more from Drew Pine. You know, I thought it was it was almost portrayed that he was the dependable quarterback and Tyler was the wild card. Yeah, yeah. Like you can depend on Drew to come in and be solid, and Tyler was pretty much the wild card that really had to get, you know, his passing together and, you know, the up and down. From Drew Prime was definitely something that I didn't anticipate. I agree with you, Roger. Man, thanks for joining us, my brother. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Roderick Lee's open the line. As we go out to, let's see if Juan is ready this time. My brother. Yes, can my brother. you hear me, Juan? Absolutely. Roger Lee's open the line. Juan, is you there? Out to you? I Juan is ready this time. I'm sorry. Can you hear me,
4: Juan? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Can yeah, you, you hear you, me? You,
1: yeah, it seems like a yeah, delay.
4: Can you hear me? You can't hear me?
1: Let's see if we can get Terrence. How you feeling, my brother? How you feeling? What's on yeah, your mind about Tommy Reese going to Alabama? Man, I'm feeling like the the, the guy before, you know what I'm saying, he Man,
6: I'm rejoicing myself because all season long, I did many of y'all chats and stuff. Tommy Reese was never the guy for me anyway. He was just, you know, a tip off of what Brian Kelly was doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, I didn't think we could win a championship with
1: with with Tommy Reese. Okay, so moving forward, you th- do you believe this is an opportunity for Notre Dame to make it, to get an upgrade? Yes,
6: yes, they're going to have to get an upgrade. I mean, I mean, he did good in the recruiting, but man, you know, he 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 bobbled, You know, he he botched that quarterback situation during the recruiting. You know,
7: okay. Okay. He
6: botched it, you know. Nothing wrong with Kenny Minchie, but man, when you have Dante Moore right in your, right in your lap, and then you botch it and let him leave and go elsewhere, yeah. You know, I don't know what to say about that, man.
1: Well, Especially- I think it's something that we can, you know. I'll let you finish this with him going to Alabama now. I think the the Dante Moore situation was really about. Um, Tommy reaching a point where he felt like he had given and given and given and he had just reached his point when it came to dealing with uh, the people around Dante Moore in that situation. So he chose he chose to walk away. And, and you don't situation. choose
6: to walk away from the kid. You continue to recruit the kid regardless of what's going on around him. Maybe the kid will make up his mind and say, hey, this is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And he was just like like what they like what a lot of kids because I have friends that went that visited Notre Dame and they said they never seen Brian never saw Brian Kelly.
1: That's that's pretty that was pretty common that was that was pretty common for recruits even you know, in know Yeah. yes so. you know
6: one of the kids went to Oklahoma State this year I know his father he said man we went to go we had a visit was invited to go to the visit Notre Dame and man we didn't see we didn't see Brian Kelly at all
1: yeah yeah. Well, Terrence, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate your support, all right? All right, my man. Yes, sir. Once again, Lef is on his way. Terrence, we thank you. He leaves open the line. We go to I Am. What's up, my brother? How you feeling this evening? Oh, I'm good, Sean. How are you today? Wonderful, wonderful. How are you feeling? How you
8: hey, feeling? Hey,
9: man, I'm, I'm kind of mixed. I mean, he seemed like he was doing okay, but I kind of haven't liked Tommy since... Uh, the get even when he was a quarterback, I wasn't a big fan. You know, he took a lot of snaps from E.G. and Golson mm. You know, and you know to follow it up, I, I got tired of yelling at the TV. You know, if I seen, uh, if I seen him calling plays for the wrong people all day long, Tyree up the middle. When you mm. got, yeah, you know, when you got yeah. the two beasts that could run it up the middle all day long, I think. Uh, Tyree should have been either slot or, uh, run a bunch of screen, you know, outside screens. So yeah. I, I, I just don't think he called the right
1: place for the right people. I, I, I don't disagree with you as far as usage of individuals. Um, that's something you can call into question. I do think, look, there's a lot to be desired when it comes to his resume, you know, the rankings of the offense, the recruiting, the quarterback room. There was a lot left on the bone, in my opinion, with Tommy Reese and his tenure at Notre Dame. But at the end of the day, I do believe that he has creativity, but I'm just not sure. It's, it's funny because you can have intelligence and creativity, but if you don't have the execution, then you, know, you don't get the maximum output. And I think that's the biggest problem that people like yourself and other fighting Irish fans might have with one Tommy Reese. I think, for me, Tommy Reese is a great ghostwriter. And what I mean by that is, you know, most ghostwriters start off wanting to be artists, right? They want to be an artist, and they write great songs, but Mm -hmm. they can't execute them. They don't have that factor to come across or to deliver the song. And maybe from an offensive coordinator standpoint, That's where he is to this point. But, you know, he still has time to develop. And if he felt like Alabama was the place where that could happen, then, you know, we bid uh, nothing but great success to him moving forward. And hopefully Marcus Freeman is moving fast. I can tell you right now, Marcus Freeman is moving fast. This is something he expected. This is something he was prepared for. So that's something all Notre Dame fans should feel really good about tonight. He's not sitting on his butt. You know, like, oh my God, what happened? No, he was pr- very much prepared for this. Yeah, I think Leftwich would be a good hire. I don't, yeah. think,
9: I don't know if leftwitch would take the step though. Do you think Leftwich
1: would go down to college? Well, it depends upon the opportunities that exist elsewhere, and I don't really see a lot of offensive opportunities in the NFL right moving forward. So we'll see. He should be on the sh- on the uh, at least on the top ten list oh, to give a call right. Day. All day right, ever, have man. a Zoom call. Absolutely. Thank you for tapping in with us, man. Be blessed. Have a good night. i see you. Absolutely. I am leaves another line open. Jump on in. This is, man, we did this for you all. We want to know where, how you feel. We've spoken for a day and a half on our feelings about Tommy Reese, and we talked about it even last year with the Miami situation. So Jacob joins us right now, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Jacob, how you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Um, how are you feeling, man? It was inevitable. Mm. Um, I I mean, I
10: didn't need, this was going to happen. So I might as well rip the bad date off now. Yeah. Um, My thought on basically what he did last year was, you know, you went nine and four, you had a quarterback who you couldn't really throw the ball more than 25 something yards, but you recruited that guy. You wanted him. So like the excuse of, his backup quarterback, I'm not buying because mm. you wanted him. Yeah. And my other thought was about that situation was, you know, you your basketball guy, I grew up in Chicago, so, you know, I love the basketball scene. Mm. One of the things I was taught was he can't teach height. Yeah. So <laughs> I know where you go. When here. you recruit someone who's 5'10", that's what you're getting. Yeah. He's no Kyler Murray back there running around faster than everybody. So yeah. you rec- that's what you got. Yeah. Now he mentioned I was a little different. He kind of changed that, but we'll see what he does at Alabama with
1: the five-star quarterback he always wanted. Yeah, yeah. So Jacob, do you have anybody in mind as far as his replacement that you feel like, man, that's the guy I would love for Marcus Freeman to go get?
10: Um, I like the Byron Leftwich. I thought that was a good idea. Okay. Um, the Duke guy, I forgot his name. Yeah, the Duke uh, offensive coordinator, I thought he was a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, other than those, I haven't really like dug deep into like thinking about it, really. you yes. know, I see some people in the chat just throwing out random names. Might as well throw out Willy Wonka in there. They'd just be <laughs> throwing names in there. <laughs> Little so, bit. But, but I, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's really my thoughts is the, the Band-Aid had to be ripped off. It's, it's, yeah. I think it had to be done now. I think it's yeah. better to be done now than in a year or two. Yeah, and I agree next,
1: wholeheartedly.
10: Especially early in the, you know, the cycle. There's not a ton of people like if this was done like in a month in March when, you know, let's say they had four more people or three more people.
3: Yeah.
10: I think it would have been a lot worse. But yeah, I, I'm glad it's done now. I wish he left last year. If if we knew he was gonna leave, I wish he left last year so we could just start fresh with his entire staff. Yeah. And not
1: linger around for a year. Well, Jacob, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for tapping in. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks. All right. So Jacob leaves the line open right now. You can tap in. The link is in the chat. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation and conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content. Download, leave five stars. We greatly appreciate you, man. LL Nation, we continue to climb. It's because of you that we continue to be excited to do the things that we do, discuss the topics that we discuss. I push the envelope when it comes to college football and Notre Dame discussions right here on the lucky lefty podcast. We spin it different. Oh man. I see my boy, Brandon Stannard. What's up, Brandon? What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm wonderful, man. So go ahead. Shoot your shot. I mean, where are you sitting at on, on this Tommy Reese thing?
11: You know, I got some mixed feelings about it. Um, you know, it'd be kind of obvious, you know, I'm, kind of nervous about who they might bring in. But, uh, you know, like the last guy said, I wish he would have left last year. I think it would have left us in a little bit of a better situation uh, moving forward into, you know, the spring, um, especially with the recruits we brought in. But, uh, you know, Tommy's got to go down there in Alabama and he's got to light it up right away or he's going to he's gonna be on the hot seat quick. So uh, I definitely got some mixed emotions about it.
1: What What's the one – give me one thing on the negative side that irritates you the most about the situation about him leaving Bama or leaving to go to Bama.
11: I'd probably just say, you know, he's bringing in his own players like this class. I mean, the monsters he's bringing in wide receiver. I mean, you know, we we really don't get a chance to see what he he could have done with them. That's the thing that really irritates me the most. And, um, You know all these kids coming in the twenty four class. He's recruiting CJ Carr, um, Cam Williams. You know we can't. You know we're never going to get to see what his offense could have looked like with them. So that's definitely what irritates me the most about it.
1: You know what? I'll take a different look at this, and maybe this went into his thinking, right? As he's going back and forth with this decision, maybe he says to himself, "You know what? This might be the right time to go because." I know what the quarterback room was two years ago. I know what the wide receiver room was two years ago. I've set them up pretty nice for the next two to three years. And maybe that, maybe that made his heart feel much better about leaving for Bama as opposed to LSU when things weren't as good. Maybe he feels like, I left my school in a much better place. I'm just playing devil's advocate on it.
11: No, I agree with you there. And, uh, you know, I, I would argue say that our QB room and the wide receiver room we got now is better than what they got down there. So we're really going to get to see next season, you know, how smart and creative Tommy really is as a OC.
1: All mm-hmm. right, man, I absolutely agree with you. Brendan, as always, we appreciate you, my man. Have a great weekend.
11: Appreciate you, man. Stay blessed.
1: You too. Brendan leaves the line open, and we go to our guy, Jermaine. How you feeling brother? I'm good. How you doing Sean? I'm wonderful. So tell me man Tommy Reese to Alabama where you sit on this?
12: I sit on it's a win-win for both programs.
1: Uh,
12: You know Tommy had to do what he had to do. You know Notre Dame is in a good position. Marcus Freeman gets to hire who he wants. Ultimately coaching and building the staff is about trust. Mm. The, the family atmosphere he's trying to build, it has to be about trust. And if you can't trust nobody on your staff, you, you can never really build what you're trying to build. So him leaving is a win for Marcus Freeman and the staff. It's a win for Alabama because they get a pretty good coordinator. And, you know, I just got uh, tired of seeing lower programs outscore Notre Dame. You know, like especially the right. Arkansas State, the Arkansas State team after uh, they played them, after, played Ohio State after Notre Dame. And I seen how much they put up on them. I said, OK, it's a problem.
1: <laughs> so, man, I was looking at the top 20 offenses and I'm seeing like all of these non-power five teams putting up 40 points. And I'm like, OK. Like, yeah, for Notre Dame to constantly be in the 30s and the 20s, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to understand the frustration. Not that I didn't understand the frustration, but even with the limitations, which he can't remove himself from because like Brendan said he re- and Jacob said, he recruited these guys to Notre yeah. Dame. So it's like you can't put Drew Pine out there and like wash your hands of it as if you didn't go get him and say this is the guy I want, so. I, I, I said the same thing earlier, Jermaine. This is a win-win. I felt like Tommy was in a win-win, and I felt like Notre Dame was in a win-win.
12: Yeah, no, that's absolutely, absolutely the truth. And I just, I really believe that sky is the limit from here. Yeah. You know, Mark, Mark, Coach Freeman get to bring his guy in. That, that's the most important thing. You bring your guys in, guys that you trust, and guys that mutually want to see you winning. You yeah. know, because that's what it comes in up to you know taking that trip to miami that's not somebody on your staff that really wholeheartedly in my opinion wants to see you winning you know yeah. you don't do stuff like that to a family you know what i consider a football team is family so
3: yeah you know
12: that that that's big with me and you know uh i just think it messed them up last year honestly so you know just start fresh
1: yeah i agree absolutely Jermaine. we appreciate you have a great weekend all right you too all right. Johnny S, how you feeling, sir?
3: You got yourself on mute. Hey man, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good, John.
13: Coming at you from Jackson, Mississippi right now, but I feel like Coach Freeman is finally breathing a sigh of relief. Okay. I've always felt like he was saddled with Tommy.
3: Mm. I think I
13: think that was a kind of a package deal, and I think that right now he's going to be able to get who he wants to get in, just like you know, just like others have said. And I really, you know, I I put my trust in Coach Freeman because he's proven to be a really really smart coach. And I know I think I believe that he's going to get the right person to run the offense. I think his, I think he has a, um a mindset. I think he has a picture of what he wants his offense to look like, and I don't think Tommy had that, uh, had that same had that same feeling.
1: Mm. Well, you know what? Number one, man, my roots are just about 20 miles east of you down there down in Morton Mississippi so I'm very aware where you at sir like I can't matter of fact I hope to get down there in a couple of months and see some family and I think you tapped into a really good point uh, though you used the word saddled with Tommy Reese and that is something that a lot of people do feel like um was a situation that Marcus Freeman had to deal with and like you said I think he feels about 100 pounds lighter on today Possibly not having to deal with, you know, that situation and being able to create, as one of the other listeners said, create his own family atmosphere with the guys that he brings to the table.
13: Right. And I'm I'm really waiting for I'm waiting for us to turn it around because living down here in SEC country, <laughs> man, I, I taste hell every day. <laughs> they they you catch hell every day, Johnny. Oh man, every day, every day. Hey, but I think we're going to
1: turn it around. Absolutely. I'm going to get a chance to turn the tables on. Well, Johnny, man, we thank you so much for tapping in. Hey, pretty girl. Say hey. Hi. <laughs> well, man, you all continue to be blessed, man. Thank you for tapping in.
13: All right, man. All right, be all good. Right.
1: You too. Lines are open right now. We want to know how you're feeling about the Tommy Reese to Alabama as the offensive coordinator right now. Malik and I, we've spoken our piece. We've spoken our piece, and he's spending time with family down in Arizona. And he was driving back to the resort. So hopefully, he can tap in in a few moments. We're really only going to do an hour tonight. So we're probably going to do another 20 to 25 minutes. The link, let me put the link in the chat again in case you guys can't find it or can't see it. But once again, I think most of the things that we've heard. About this situation, and most of the things that are being expressed, it's it's, it's spot on. And I'll say this because I want to stick up for uh, Ashley Hill, our resident Alabama fan. He he's happy about it. Says he's a great hire. So, you know, that's a Bama fan that feels good about it. And Roger Dodger says. Saban must be desperate. I will say this. I think Nick Nick Saban feels like Tommy can give him what he wants, and I think that's a return to the way he used to play. You know, football is all about sports in general are very much copycat. And Saban adjusted for a lot of people and went to the five-star quarterbacks and the big-time wide receivers and opened things up. But in doing that, I think it negatively affected his defense. And his defenses became a little bit soft. And I think he's trying to tighten the ship. And by doing that, going back to more of a pro-style offense, based off the run, based off motion, play action, things of that nature, and getting guys open rather than just lining up and just winning off pure talent, which is what he was able to do for a long time with that list of wide receivers he had. So it's very interesting. I think he's a little bit jealous, a little bit jealous sitting out there in L.A. and having to watch Georgia do what they did to TCU, and he's trying to return. He's seen Kirby use what he used to now win when he didn't think that it would come back around. And life is a cycle, man. He's seen his style of play formally come back around to win back-to-back championships, in college football, and I think Tommy is a piece that he feels like can kind of return his offense to that, along with, I mean, the two five-star running backs he has in his freshman class, they're going to help a lot in the future to get the Alabama run offense back on track, along with the offensive line haul he got in the 23 class. So, Tony B. Yes, sir. How How are you you feeling? I'm great man. Thank you for asking. How are you feeling about this Tommy Reese thing?
7: Man, I feel like it's it's a sigh of relief. I feel like, you know, we should get move forward. I mean, this uh, Marcus, I feel like is is the man with the plan. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that he has that that strength and that spirit that I feel like Tommy Tommy had but he lost. Not. I, I thank Tommy for everything he did. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not going to forget what Tommy did. I feel like we need to you need to remember that, you know. Yeah. You know, being uh, fans of Notre Dame, but you know, I feel like we just need that fresh voice and I feel like the next person, the Marcus Picks, will just definitely be that be that person that we can that we desperate desperately need on that recruiting trail. Man. And those those three or four or five stars that we lost. If Tommy actually was in it and not trying to go to Miami or San Diego or whatever, I feel like we we might have had those guys. Now, man, it's a possibility.
1: You know, it, you never know what can send a recruit in the opposite direction. And it was unfortunate that he wasn't able to close on Dante Moore. And it was unfortunate right. that on the defensive side of the ball that they weren't able to close on Peyton Ball and Keon Keely. But like you said, you learn lessons, you move on. And I think mm-hmm. we've seen them start off really fast in the 24 class. Kind right. of hit a, Kind of hit a lull here. But I think I do believe things are going to pick up, you know, in March when they started practicing and we'll see some more people added to the 24 class. What's the one thing that really gets under your skin the most about the situation?
7: I guess it's the way that Tommy did it, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, you know, again, like I, I was hearing from uh, hearing you earlier that he, he was doing this stuff with Miami and always wanted to get to to the NFL and just kind of solve you know, greener pastures, I guess, than what he had here at Notre Dame. But I think that – I think that was it, just kind of underhand, always wanting to look for an escape rather than mm. putting his complete efforts like you did when he was quarterback and he had – he put everything right. into trying to be the quarterback. When You know, this past year, I feel like he was maybe 70%, 80%. Okay. He wasn't all the way in.
1: Okay. Well, Tony, man, we thank you for tapping in. Continue, Thank you for your continued support. Have a great yes, weekend, sir.
7: all right? You too. You be good.
1: Absolutely. You too. Let's go to our guy, Chris. Chris, good hey, evening. What's up? What's up, how, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you feeling? Doing good. Love everything you guys do.
2: Just want to give you guys props. Uh, love listening to you. Thank Irish you. Breakdown, all you guys. I appreciate everything you do. But. Uh, yeah, just the sentiment what a lot of people are saying. Um, you know, I, I I don't really care one way or the other, per se. Um, you know, you guys have talked about it a lot. Like, we need Notre Dame to get back to being with the big boys.
3: Yeah.
2: And I feel same with recruiting, right? Like, when you shoot for five stars, people are going to look to poach those guys, right? Like, you're going to be in it until the end, right? We right. had some misses. We were close. I know, you know, we wanted to get those guys. And I feel the same thing with the move that Tommy made. I mean, can't blame him for trying to go to Nick Saban, right? Like the jury will be out on whether he's going to produce and put up big numbers there. But all those coordinators there, you know, seem to gone to the next step. And I'm hoping and I think what Marcus is going to do is this is going to give him a chance to get the guy that he wants, his guy, um, and I'm hoping, and, and I think that with the talent that we have, um, putting a team together with, with a coordinator, if, if, if we're successful, as I think we will be, and I think as you guys think we will be, those coordinators are going to get poached and they're going to move on to the NFL or wherever. And I want Notre Dame to get back to there where, Hey, we get a coordinator in here. And I think the way Marcus got a You know, and I'm sorry for talking so much, but I think the way Marcus will pitch this, right, is that, hey, we now have talent on offense that we haven't had in a long time through some good recruiting. And I'll give Tommy some credit for that. And those pieces are in place. And if you come in here and get this offense humming, those aspirations and opportunities, if you want to be a head coach or wherever your next step is, are going to be there. So I'm thinking that, hey, if Notre Dame starts moving in the direction that we think they are going to be moving in, you know, we're going to have coordinators that, you know, maybe they're here a couple of years and then they're going to get an opportunity because the team is where it should be. So that's what I'm hoping. And I have full confidence in Freeman and what he's doing and
1: that he's going to have a great hire. I'm like you. I want some of those good problems. And I look forward to Notre Dame having to deal with those good problems with the NFL trying to poach their assistant coaches because they're winning national championships. I'm right there with you, Chris. Thank you so much, Thank you
8: so much for having me. Have a great weekend. Be well.
1: Thank you. All right. Chris leaves a line open. Link is right there. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Follow us. Share. Smash that like button. Let us know what you think. We refer and reply to all comments. We greatly appreciate you. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it
3: different. It's only a kick.
4: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle
1: All right, third time is the charm from my boy Juan. <laughs> SD. <laughs> what's, what's good, one? Nothing,
4: baby. I'm just here chilling, you know. Another day watching y'all. Lucky lefty every day. Loyal following.
1: Hey, day man. One. We appreciate it. So how are you Let's, feeling? Let I'm, me know. Keep it a buck. How are you man, feeling about brothers, this song? Uh, I feel thing? like,
4: you know, we, we've been up against so much adversity within the past, you know, 20 to 30 years that it's just another day at Notre Dame for me. You know, um, we, we win some, we lose some ultimately I wish Tommy Reese the best of luck. Um, how successful he might be at Alabama. I'm not too sure. We're going to mm-hmm. see how he does day in and day out with the big boys now on a weekly basis. But, uh, I feel like, um, my faith is in MF at the end of the day. Marcus Freeman
3: Absolutely.
4: is where I got all my eggs placed in his basket. Um, I've been watching Notre Dame for a long time and, uh, I've never been this excited about the future of Notre Dame since he got here. I'm just hoping that our fan base allows him the time to build what he's trying to create because yeah. it's only his second year. Yeah. So um, I think it might take like another, especially with Tommy leaving and the changes that are occurring, I think it might take him another two, three years to reach that pinnacle that he's trying to get to and that contender that he's trying to build us into. Um, I got a question for you though, as the, okay. Um So, I don't I don't know. I like Dylan McCullough. Yeah. I love Mason. I if like a lot I hear a lot of people in the chat saying that they don't want to see anybody hired from within. But I kind of got faith in those boys to I mean, I don't know how good they'd be as offensive coordinators, but I mean Dylan McCullough made his rounds and he's been at a lot of different stops. And then Mason, I mean, what he did on special teams, I don't know how much of a I know he's a tight ends coach. Yeah. Coming from uh, where his last stop, if I'm not mistaken. But what do you think about one of those names?
1: Well, it's uh, it's, it's a situation where there is Dylan McCullough, Jared Parker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jared Parker.
4: I'm sorry, excuse who me. Who has
1: been an offensive coordinator before and called plays? I think both of them in the next two to three years are going to get pretty good offers from other programs to do okay. so. If but they don't end up doing it in Notre Dame, you, don't, you don't,
3: know, you know
1: you know i think they're on the short list but for me i do think that with everything in place and with the talent they have now in the quarterback room and in the wide receiver room and that offensive line behind with harry he stands coaching them up i do but think i do think they want experience okay. at this point so that's i think they would lean more towards an experienced play caller right now but you know i would talk to both of them I would absolutely talk to both of them. Juan, we appreciate you, my guy. We go to our guy, Gino. What's up, my man? What's going on, Ted? What's going on, man? How are you man? I'm wonderful. You're out there in that good weather as always, making us jealous right here on Lucky Lefty.
8: <laughs> I heard Malik out here somewhere. That's, that's what's up.
1: Yeah, he's out there with the family. He's out there with the family. I see you, Andre. I see you, Wayne. Stay with us. We'll get to you guys momentarily. So how are you feeling about this situation?
8: So I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to keep it so 100, so buck 100 for real. It's like Stockholm syndrome. It really is. Because it's like on one hand, we're like, yeah, Tommy, all right, yeah, we good, we good, all right. And then as soon as a dumb play happened, we like, get him out of there. But now that he's leaving, everybody's like, oh, no. Is he taking the quarterbacks with him? No, he can't, no he, can't, he can't do that. He can't do this. He can't do that. And it's like we don't want him to go. Yeah. But is he going to touch our quarterback man? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his recruiting and everything else that he's been doing. Like if, if, if all that just go to the wayside, what happens to us now? That's yeah. what everything, that's what, that's what a lot of people I bet are feeling like, I know. Cause I was at first, but then I started thinking about, it. I'm like, mm, maybe not. Maybe everybody is there like legit for, for Marcus. You know what yeah. I mean? And like I was yeah. saying earlier, Man, I wish I had a dope food analogy like y'all be doing right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if I had one, I swear I use it. Um, but like you said, like like y'all was saying earlier, like if everybody is legit there for 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 us for like India and everything else, and for Marcus, then we ain't got nothing to worry about. So all right, cool. All right, Tommy, yeah, do what you do, man. You know, a little shifty, low down, dirty, and grimy, but you know, I guess it is what it is, man.
1: Hey. I couldn't have said it any better, hey bro. I make sure I'll make sure Malik reaches out to you. I'm gonna tell him to hit you up. I'm out here,
8: hey, hey. I'm out here, and actually, you know what? We um, we doing an NFL experience tomorrow. Okay, I'll definitely down in uh, down in Phoenix. Okay, because I think he's out there
1: doing some stuff for Nora. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, he's out there doing some stuff for
8: Nora. Hey, whatever we want to slide through, man. Hey. We out here, man. You need you need to come out sometime in this in this good weather when it's cold over there in Chicago. No, I miss home, LA, but I don't I'm in
1: miss LA home this time. I'm in LA next week.
8: Okay, okay,
1: yeah, the week after the Super Bowl, like literally two days after the Super Bowl, I'll be on the West Coast.
8: Right on, right on, right on. But I'll right get on.
1: To, I'll get to Arizona soon. All right, hey, we out here, man. All right, bro, man. Have a great weekend.
8: For sure, man. You too.
1: All right. We go to Andre Neely. I got Andre. How you feeling?
3: No, I can't hear you. I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna let you get that straight. And we're gonna go to Wayne. Wayne, how you feeling? Yeah, I can't hear you either, Wayne. Oh, you, you got you muted yourself. Yeah, I got how you doing, you now. I'm wonderful. All
14: right. Uh, I'm actually gonna spin it a little different. You know, kind of like how the okay. show goes. I, I'm actually indifferent. I'm a little excited, but I'm worried because, uh, you know, we think about last year we hired Al Golden. We were super excited, but Ooh. everyone kind of talks about the defense kind of took a step back. Fosky, you know, didn't get a sack to like halfway through the season. You know, we let USC run the ball down our throats on that three-three-five defense. And so, you know, we're excited for the the potential of the new coach. But now I'm like, man, I hope he gets it right. So I'm actually a little worried too.
1: Yeah, in the process of putting together that full staff, Harry Heastan returns. And you can really credit, give credit to Tommy Reese for that because he was the one really recruiting Harry to come back. You know, once Marcus got the job, Harry comes back. Uh, they had some back and forth about, you know, who was going to be the wide receiver hire and then ultimately who would be the tight end coach. I think that was the, one of the things, Tommy wanted uh, to autonomy, and I don't know if he understood where the line was drawn, you know, when it came to Marcus Freeman being the, hot, the head coach. Like, you can want somebody as a hire, but ultimately the decision comes down to who I want. So you can...
14: I actually thought all of the offensive hires in the offseason between McCullough and Chansey and the tight mm-hmm. end coach and Harry Easton were, were fire. I mean, they were yeah. I loved them. And now yeah. I look in the defense side of the ball and I'm going, mm. all right, I'm 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 not sure what happened there. Maybe yeah. we need to reevaluate that process. But uh, yeah. that's why it's like I'm really excited. You know, uh, I'm actually I have nothing ill will against uh, Tommy Reese. I mean, we live in a world where, I mean, you you got to be looking to move up that ladder. I mean, if you stay stagnant, your career is over. Yeah. You know, and you should always be looking to improve and looking for a good job and looking for things. And uh, you know, old school cats. We talked about you know the the the, the coaching trees. You know, we always talked about the Bill Belichick coaching yeah. tree or different yeah. coaching trees. And Nick Saban's got one that you you know is fire. Hopefully, Coach Marcus Freeman's going to have one in the future that you know people will be leaving Clemson's and Alabama's and Oregon's to come to Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, who do you want? But today. Who do you want as his replacement?
14: Even though uh, Brian Hartline got promoted, that was the guy I wanted.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, he gets that position at Ohio State, so there's no reason for him to come. But I think, yeah. as I said before, I, I do know that Marcus Freeman was not uh, surprised by the, what the events of the last couple of days, and he's moving fast. So I would not be shocked yeah. I would be, not be shocked if we don't hear something by early to the middle of next week happening.
14: All, all I know is I see teams like TCU and all these Miller Road teams that, like you guys talked about, averaging 40 points a week. Yeah. And let's go back and watch Stanford again. I think I'll pass on that. Mm. So <laughs> you have
1: to sting me with that Stanford game again, huh?
14: I'm sorry, man. But I mean, you know, you watch Stanford and then I watch other teams lightening up, putting 40, 50 points. And I'm like, with two three-star players and I'm like what's yeah. going on you know it's yeah. I'm I'm confused so that's why yeah. I'm excited for the change but you know you also fear the unknown
1: yeah absolutely Wayne we appreciate you have a fantastic weekend Andre are you there yeah what's up man what's going on with you hey good Dre you, tell man. me good, good to see to you see too it, bro man. tell hey, me man. how you're feeling
15: you know, I've been on Tommy the whole time, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Hey, but the, you know, the only reason I was really was on him, like he was for he was forcing his system to the personnel. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it should have been vice versa. Like the way we played against Clemson, if we would have done that, we would have lost like one game, man. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like he was keeping you know them dinky dunks, like you know, the, we weren't made for that, you know what I'm saying. And I, you know, I don't like the way he was hired, like he was kinda inherent you know what I'm saying? Like they had yeah. him before they hired Marcus, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. So I think you know for for them to reboot, for Marcus to reboot, and all that, like like someone said earlier, I know he enjoying that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I like Pep. I know I heard you earlier say Pep may do nothing in Chicago. I like Pep just because he was. I you know I've been I've been talking about that Stanford 2010 to yeah. 15. Yeah, that's how you win in ND. I think I don't know. I'm an '80s
3: guy. Yo, you know what I'm saying.
1: Man, right. Pep Hamilton, a lot of people might feel underwhelmed when they hear the name Pep Hamilton. Right. If you go talk to people in NFL circles about Pep Hamilton right now, yo, you will hear nothing but glowing remarks about Pep Hamilton and right. his work specifically with quarterbacks right, that he's connected sure. to. So, you know, as much has he called plays enough to say that he's a great play caller? Or an experienced enough play caller, like I said. I know him from his time when he was with Lovey Smith with the Bears. He was really just starting to grind and cut his teeth. And the growth from him and the respect that he garners around the NFL, he definitely will be someone that I talk to about this position. So I agree wholeheartedly with you, Andre. Oh, for sure.
15: You just slide him in that spot. You don't got to add people, subtract people, and move people around. You know what I'm saying?
1: So it's, it's a question of whether or not he wants to uh, recruit. Now, that's something <laughs> right. you're going to have to talk to him about that. Like, <laughs> right. do you want right. to recruit? But like I said, he has that experience from Stanford. Right. So he, he should be familiar with the process. Dre, we appreciate you, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, for
15: sure. I see you, dog.
1: Absolutely. Lines are open. We're not going to be – the link is there in the uh, in the chat. We won't be on too much longer. want you guys to go over, I believe. Um, iris break a breakdown is going to be coming on right after we done and then i'll be doing a show with which is it should be pretty interesting the rtcf show tomorrow with myself and brian driscoll <laughs> I, I pretty much know it's going to be interesting we'll get to your super chats right now some of your questions steve bullock says sean is it true tommy took the interview in miami last year because He didn't want Jared Parker, but MF hired him anyway. I heard he did it out of spite. Good riddance, Tommy. Hand purple, blue, piece. Hand purple, blue, piece. There are some things out there that have been alleged. Uh, Tommy has refuted that he actually went to Miami, but he did not refute the fact that he was interested, and he did not refute the fact that he spoke to Mario Cristobal whether it's over the phone or Zoom. And whatever he did, he did something that Marcus Freeman did not particularly care for and had to ask him face-to-face, do you want to be here? And it was at that moment that I kind of stepped off the Tommy train because I'm like, okay, I see where this is going, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after next. you know, Ultimately, he's looking for greener pastures. And, you know, and even with doing that, even in having those thoughts or desires, he still put in the work in the 23 class and recruiting and the 24 class. And he has left Notre Dame offensively in a much better place. I will not deny that. I definitely will not deny that. So, as far as the Jared Parker situation, as I said, a lot of alleged reports going back to Jamarcus Shepard. Possibly being the person that Marcus Freeman wanted. Tommy wanted Chancey Stuckey. You know, Stuckey ended up getting a job. Shepard ends up going out to Washington. And, yo, know, it is what it is. You know, was there some tension because of that? I think the coaching staff, for the most part, Worked very well together. Despite what you've heard, the coaching staff worked very well together. All right? So, right before we get to the Super Chats, we got one more. Roderick, we want to get you in. What's going on, bro? Uh, what's
5: up, man? I, I wanted to say, hey, I like the show. Love the show. Just wanted to say that. Uh, right. Malik is my guy. I like the way he spin it. Absolutely. Hey, but I just wanted to say uh, to everybody, like, Tommy Ben, like, with Notre Dame since what 2016, 17, mm-hmm. he's been the quarterbacks coach for all that time, and then you know he got the offensive coordinator job. Like he even had a few years to prove himself, you know. And everybody say you know Brian Kelly was the reason that he wasn't really able to open up his offense the way he wanted to. But right. the last, I just remember the Oklahoma State game and us going up, you know, 28 to seven and a half. Yeah, And then they adjusted, we didn't. And that right there told me that, yeah, he's a good play caller. Like, I'm not taking nothing away from him as being a good play caller, but you got to know at some point I got to get points. Like, we got to get points. And if you can't scheme to get points with the talent that we have, then that says a lot about you. Now, Alabama going to get them. I hope, you know, with that talent he got down there, they're going to be, you know, easy to, I guess, scheme for the whole team or maybe he'll just have one guy like they had with Devontae Smith, you know, and just play call for him. But, yeah, man, for me, I, I'm just like, I just want somebody in there who will incorporate everybody or use all the talent because that's how you're going to get recruits because they're going to be like, I'm going to get some usage.
1: Mm, especially the young ones, especially the yeah. press. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And then and I, I mean come on now. Telling to saying that Tobias Merriweather did not know the plays or th- was not ready to hit the field. Man, <laughs> it don't take a genius to run a fly route or a post. Like that th- you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can scheme for him. He's six yeah. four with run like a gazelle. So just let him get out there. Just oh, yeah. you only got two plays. You run a yeah. post, you run a fly.
1: Period. Yeah. Thanks. Roderick? We appreciate you. Have a fantastic weekend, bro. For sure. You too, man. All right. I'll do one more because I see my guy Ryan Loftus has jumped on. Oh, he he just let loose. Let me get through these super chats. Siggy, I feel good about it and have faith that MF will hire the right man for the job. Sean, do you think this actually gives Hartman an advantage? Guaranteed to start since the playbook knowledge is even. Two ways to look at this, because Marcus Freeman has to look at this situation long term and what's left or what will be left in the quarterback room after Sam Hartman leaves. And then he has to have someone that can still come in and use the gifts and talents that Sam Hartman brings to this offense collectively. So whomever gets the job is going to have to multitask a little bit. Hopefully they will bring in a quarterback coach that can work with Tyler, that can work with Kenny Menchie, get them better. I fully expect in an elite program, if you have a freshman quarterback, they should be ready to start a college game in November. I didn't say go out and put up 300 yards, but they should be able to game manage a college football game by the time they get to the end of the season. And that's what I will expect from that offensive coordinator. Hart Foundation, we appreciate you. Until ND gets it together and starts winning big and is really legit in the title contending, doesn't any of this surprise me anymore? Man. And look, I understand all of the emotions surrounding this situation. Thank you for tapping in. Jojo Paneda. thank you for the super chat. I'm tired of Reese going to other places to interview Miami, LSU, Bama. I think he really wasn't vested with CMF and Notre Dame. Hey. Anyway. There are a lot of people that agree with you. Jason Hewlett, thank you for the super chat. Wonder if Buck follows Tommy. Uh, I I I don't think so. Like I said, I think something that went into Tommy's decision is that he really felt like he was not leaving the cover bear at his alma mater. I really do. And I think that gave him some ease about a tough decision. Because I'm not a sitting here blindly just thinking that Tommy just made the decision easily. No, I do believe it was a tough decision. But ultimately, I think the fact that the wide receiver room and the offense in general has talent, he feels good that he has left the situation in much better shape. Lee Marie, thank you for always supporting and tapping in, trusting the coach who is making $5 million to protect his paycheck and make a good hire. Hey. It's his job. You're right about that. That goes with the territory. Tough decisions have to be made. Tough hires, he has to deliver. I agree with you, Lee Marie. d Mr. Food Lover, thank you for the super chat. As a longtime Indy fan, I've been up and down about Tommy. I thought he was average as a player, and I agree with you, Sean, on the Ghost Rider. Yeah, I think that really, until he proves differently, and maybe the talent, and Alabama will help improve things differently. But look, some guys can have creativity and can create for others. But when it comes to that play calling, that is a gift. You go watch Todd Munkin set plays up, set teams up, and call plays at the right time and say things for specific parts of the game. And Tommy's probably done that. And due to whatever it probably didn't go or wasn't executed properly and you can lay that at the feet of the players by all means absolutely it's up to the players to execute but those are the players that you coach during the week and get them prepared to execute on the biggest stage and those are the players that you recruited so as i said earlier he cannot absolve himself in that situation N D N A S H in, thank you for the super chat, O.C. from Utah. Yeah, Ludwig. I definitely think Ludwig will, will get some attention in this process from Marcus Freeman in Notre Dame. Imagine N.B.'s talent versus Utah. If he can come with the same Utah game plan that spanked USC pretty much the last three years, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it because he loves to use his tight ends as well. He loves to use his running backs, his tight ends. If he can bring in that mentality, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So, once again, we'll probably tap in with you guys Monday. As I said before, if you are in the Arizona area or you'll be going out there for the Super Bowl, tap in with Malik. Plenty of events. whiskey. Honorwhiskey.com during the Super Bowl week. It's that premium American whiskey, LenoraWhiskey.com. Yes, we know Al Golden. The rumors are out there. Look, all of that stuff will probably take place after the Super Bowl. Enjoy your week. I mean, enjoy your weekend. Go over now. Irish Breakdown, I believe they have their show that's just jumped off. And then the RTCF show with myself and Brian Driscoll tomorrow. Where I'm sure we're going to dig in real deep. Or who needs to be hired as OC by Marcus Freeman, And what really took place behind the scenes with Tommy Reese. Ryan Loftus, thank you for the super chat. It's all good. I saw you. I was about to bring you in, Ryan. We'll do this again. We'll definitely do this again. We're thinking about this being the For the Culture Friday format, so you guys might want to get used to this right now on Fridays. Tap it in with us and joining us to tell us how you feel about Notre Dame football. So, Notre Dame fans, enjoy the weekend. The process will probably be fast and furious, and hopefully we end up with the right guy. We appreciate you. Send your prayers, love on each other, love on your loved ones. But most of all, make sure that you spin it different. See you guys on Monday.